Hey everyone, welcome to the Stand Tall, Breathe Deep podcast. My name is Corina. I'm a certified trainer and massage therapist based out of New York. This is episode number three, Recovery Methods for Mere Mortals. This episode is coming straight from my blog post under the same name. You could find it at integrativefitnesstherapy.com. In this episode, I'll review simple yet effective methods to help your post-exercise recovery. They're probably things that you are already doing, but now you could do them with intent. So let's get right into it. A good recovery strategy is a vital component of any fitness program. Exercise creates microscopic tears in our muscle fibers, especially with higher intensities such as HIIT or weight training activities. Scheduling a recovery session will help these fibers rebuild strong and pliable which will enhance your fitness gains and subsequent performance. I've chosen these methods specifically for their accessibility. They are incredibly easy to implement, so no excuses. The first method is walking. I love walking. It's free, it doesn't require fancy equipment, it's easy to get started, and offers tons of health benefits with little to no risk. Win-win. If you could get to a nature path, you'll get the added benefit of breathing in that fresh forest air. And if pandemic life has stifled your creativity, which I know it did to me for some time, you'll be happy to know that a Stanford study finds walking improves creativity. Check out the show notes if you want the link to the study. Here are a few more reasons why walking is a great recovery method. It's stimulating yet gentle. This is an excellent combination, especially after a heavy leg day and you wake up on that second morning with delayed onset muscle soreness and it's difficult to go up and down the stairs. Walking is gentle, it's stimulating, helps with circulation, it bathes achy muscles and damaged tissue with a fresh boost of nutrient-rich blood, which decreases recovery time. So that means it gets you moving without the soreness a lot quicker. It also increases synovial joint fluid. This lubricates and delivers nutrients to the joints and its structures. So during a walk, you're addressing the neck, the shoulders, the pelvis, the hips, the knees, all the way down to your ankles and feet. Walking improves sleep, which is critical for muscle repair. This study from the University of Occupational Environmental Health in Japan done in 2016 showed that walking helps you fall asleep quicker and helps you sleep for a longer duration. I'll link the study in the show notes if you want to check it out. Moving on to recovery method number two. It's one that you either love or hate, but you can't beat its simplicity or availability. It's foam rolling. I'll admit, it may seem awkward and somewhat painful when you're first getting started, but I promise you it's worth your time. Here are a few reasons why. After an intense workout, a natural inflammation begins the tissue repair process. Foam rolling can aid this process by decreasing the chance of these tissues developing adhesions or knots and organizing them in proper alignment. Our fascia so fun to say that word fascia 
It's the three-dimensional connective tissue that surrounds our organs, muscles, everything really. It encases our organs and it, it kind of integrates into our tendons and ligaments. I like to describe it as a three-dimensional sticky spider web that gets thicker in some areas and more thinner at other areas and it's very flexible and pliable but when it's injured it becomes knotted up. That's to say the fibers become stuck to each other and they don't move as well. Their extensibility is it's compromised. It also enhances parasympathetic activity. So that's our rest and digest system. That's what puts us in a calm and relaxed mood. So now with the muscle tension gone, even though it's temporary, your muscles will be pliable and there's this time window where you, you're calm, you're relaxed, the muscles are more pliable so that it, within that time window, it's facilitates it facilitates a good stretch, a stretch that maybe you would not have achieved otherwise. And if you keep this practice consistently, your body will adapt and it will change. Just as our bodies adapt to habitual postures, to certain movements that we, we repeat, it will change. It's either going to be a positive change or a negative change. That's your choice. I always like to say we, we mold what we hold. So that's to say whatever posture you're consistently holding day in and day out, that's what your body will mold into. All right, I got a little carried away there with postures and fascia. Going back to the benefits of foam rolling. So here we go. Uh, this was stated in the study and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. It shortens recovery time by reducing soreness. This may potentially slow you. Uh, this may potentially allow you to train at a higher volume. It increases local blood flow. Great for getting all that nutrient-rich blood into the recovering muscle where it's needed. It increases joint range of motion without losing muscle strength. This enhances muscle performance. It's a great adjunct to your warm-up routine. Just as a side note. Keep it brief and rhythmic for warming up to reduce muscle tension and increase tissue temperature. Okay, so now I have a few techniques for you when using a foam roller. Foam roll in sections. Begin with the trunk, then extremities. When you find a tender or sore spot, to some people it feels like a deep bruise, pause in that area for 30 to 90 seconds, really up to two minutes if you'd like. Use your body weight to adjust pressure. When you foam roll, do it rhythmically and repeat the area two or three times. I have a blog post on foam rolling, foam rolling techniques. I'll link it in the show notes as, as well. All right, so the third recovery method for mere mortals. Contrast water therapy slash shower. All right, so hydrotherapy has been used in therapeutic ways for eons. From athletes dipping their bodies into a bucket full of ice water 
or rehabilitating an injury in a pool to restorative hot springs. Contrast water therapy, or because I'm keeping this super attainable and straightforward, a contrast shower will have to do. So a cool little trick I like to do as a massage therapist is I do a contrast water immersion. So this works really well if you have a double sink. You could fill one side up with ice water and the other side with warm water and then just cycle between the cold and, and hot, cold and warm, shouldn't really be hot, and make sure to end with the cold bath. So here we go, how, this is how it's going to work with the shower, contrast shower. So why this is beneficial? Because during an intense exercise bout, our muscle fibers tear, we've covered that, our joints are bracing for impact, and our bodies are left inflamed. Immersing our bodies in a cold bath will quell the inflammation. Follow that with a warm water immersion, and now we have vasoconstriction and vasodilation going on, which enhances blood flow, thereby reducing inflammation. By altering tissue temperature and blood flow, you may reduce muscle spasms, inflammation, and improve range of motion. Some studies show that contrast water immersion after exercise lowered post-exercise lactate and resolved muscle soreness quicker. I'll put the link to that study in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. All right, so let's get to the contrast shower. While not as effective as completely being immersed, a contrast shower will offer therapeutic value. I find a contrast shower is easier to adhere to, and it feels awesome after a sweaty session. I follow a 2 to 1 minute ratio of warm water to cold and repeat three times. Gradually adjust the water warmer and colder with each subsequent round and make sure to finish with cold water. So this is how it looks like for me. I put on the warm water for two minutes and then I I turn it cooler. Now in the winter time, uh, I really don't practice this. I have to turn up the heat in the house to practice this. But in the summertime, it's so much easier for me to adhere to, to this type of method. So two minutes with the warm water, then gradually turn it to cold for one minute. Then you're gonna go back to the warm water, maybe a little bit warmer, and then back to the cold, colder than the first time around, and repeat. Repeat it as much as you want, and with the cold water. I always feel so refreshed and revived after this, and like ready to take on the world. It's just very invigorating. So what I love about these methods is that is their accessibility. Anybody could do these, right? You just need commitment, you need intent, and they really could help you out in recovering quicker. And we're down to the last method, guys. It's um, recovering with mindful movement. So recovery days offer the opportunity to restore your body and catch up with your programming. It's a chance to tune into your body and perhaps adjust or modify certain aspects of training. Using mindful movement, like mobility, flexibility, whatever you want to call it, it's just a movement that you're going to 
set everything else in your life aside and it's just you and your body and your breath. This will help your muscles align optimally and improve flexibility and mobility because of the intent and the focus that you're putting into your session. You're connecting to your breath, to the movement. So that's a very powerful combination. Here's an exercise I like to practice. I'll share it with you. At the start of your routine, before you start doing anything, try bringing attention to the rate and depth of your breath. Place one hand over your chest and the other on top of your navel. As you inhale and exhale, feel the waves of your torso. Lock that into memory. Then repeat that same exercise at the end of your session when you're cooling down and just compare the two. Hopefully the rate of your breathing and the depth of your breath will be a lot more fluid and expansive after a mindful movement session. So we've reached the end of the episode. I hope it has been helpful. And remember, small practices make huge impacts on our health and wellness. I'd love to hear your comments, feedback, questions, or any topics you'd like me to look into. If you're overwhelmed with all the fitness and exercise information out there, and you're struggling to adopt a healthier lifestyle because of work and family life balance, stick around, hit subscribe. Thanks for joining me, and remember, stand tall, breathe deep.